Today's episode is with a woman whom I have admired for a long time, and she was everything I imagined she would be and more. The sweet Liz Marie Galvan is the real deal, and we are talking about social media boundaries that we are creating for ourselves and how we handle burnout. We both talk about the necessary Sabbath time that we have away from our phones during the holidays and the importance of shutting off social media altogether. Liz Marie shares her best tips for creating a cozy home space and talks all about her new book. We discuss decorating for Christmas on a budget and making your style your own when there are so many options on Pinterest and Instagram. So if you enjoy this episode, be sure to check out episode 78, How to Declutter Your Home and Mind When You're Overwhelmed by Too Much Stuff, episode 62, Do You Need a Social Media Heart Check, and episode 7, Six Ways Your Phone is Changing You. And if you are new to the Living Easy podcast, I'm so thankful to have you here. We talk all about marriage and sex and relationships and friendships with a biblical foundation and challenging you to fight for a better, sweeter, more holy, and more beautiful life by taking real and practical steps in order to do so. So I'm so thankful to have you here. And before we jump in, I just want to take a quick second to thank Weem Vitamin Gummies for supporting the Living Easy podcast. This past year, I have been so much more intentional about caring for my body. And for me, this means eating a clean diet with healthy foods, getting myself to the gym or working out at home and getting my vitamins. So today's episode is supported by Weem Gummies, vitamins that I personally love and take every single morning. I take specifically the Immune Boost Gummy because it is 2021 and who does not need some immunity right now? We do not want sickness through in our holidays, that is for sure. So I am loading up on all the healthy goodness. This gummy has vitamins C, B, D, E, folic acid, elderberry, and zinc to keep your immune system strong. Weem Gummies are non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and low-calorie. So just click the link in my show notes to purchase or go to weemco.com, W-E-E-M-C-O.com, and use the code LIVEEASY for 10% off your purchase. Now let's dive into today's episode with Liz Marie Galvan. We were never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy, and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. Today, I am here with Liz Marie Galvan, and we are going to talk about 
home decor and all the things, um, including just a little bit about your life. Liz, you may not know this, but I started kind of blogging, podcasting, doing all the things about seven years ago. And I have heard your name and seen your books so many times. So it's definitely an honor to have you on. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And that is so crazy. Anytime anyone says they've even heard my name or they follow me, I, yeah, I get giddy. So that's awesome. Yes. Well, you're doing a lot of amazing things. So I was looking at your Instagram, which for everybody following along, it's Liz Marie Galvan. Cozy Cottage Style is kind of your vibe and your focus, but you have had a lot going on this past month. Can you talk a little bit about everything you've been doing? Yeah. So our book launches November 23. And so we've been having a lot of fun with that. We also own a brick and mortar shop here in Michigan called The Found Cottage. And so we've been there every day. It's holiday season in retail, which has been so crazy. But also as a blogger and someone who shares home decor on the internet, we've been crazy with Christmas decor here on the farm too. So just always filling every pocket of time with something. (laughs) I love that. And your store is beautiful. And I'm so excited about your book. We'll jump into that. But for our listeners who may not know you or those who have been following along for a while, can you share? And I know it's a big question to say, tell me about yourself. So maybe three of the most notable things about you in your life right now. Yeah. So we live on a little farm. It's eight acres. So I call it a little farmette. It's very tiny. And we live in an 1800s farmhouse. So we are busy fixing that up all the time. We say it's going to be like a 50 year project because we're always, <laughs> uh, we're always doing something here. But I'm also a busy mom. I have a two year old son named Copeland Bo and he it, he, we adopted him two years ago. And so he just fills every single moment, no matter what I'm doing. He is at home decorating with me. He is always at the store and he just fills every moment with joy and craziness yes. <laughs> at the same time, as the girls do. Um, so that's a huge, huge part of my life. And then also now I, you know, I'm an author. And so right now we're doing a lot of things with the book and launching that and constantly creating content about coziness for our blog, lizmarieblog.com. We blog every single day. And so we're always kind of sharing our life in that way too, which fills a lot of our time as well. So those that's three things and I could keep going, but I feel like that's pretty notable. Yeah. Yes. Well, you have, that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot going on, but it is a lot of exciting things. So I just want to say that I am very proud of you. And just, I mean, I know I don't know you, but I know the type of work that that stuff, I mean, each one being a mother and writing a book, all of those things, how much effort and time and mental energy and capacity that it takes to do those things. And so I just think it's incredible and admirable and something that while, you know, it can be a lot and overwhelming, it produces so much fruit in the lives of other people who are able to witness it and experience kind of what you're walking through and letting them in on your life. And so I want to kind of touch base as well about your book and everything that you guys have going. So can you share a little bit about how it came to be and what motivated you and encouraged you to write The Cozy White Cottage Seasons? Yeah, I want to say thank you so much for saying that. And I think you know, and I want everyone listening to know too, is you'll do this hard work and it um, you'll love it when it's a passion That's been coming up a lot lately in conversations as I see a lot of friends leaving 
the blogging world or leaving social media and leaving. And if it's not a passion, it seems like too much. But for me, it's definitely a passion as you probably know too. And that's with the book too. It is a lot of work, but it has become something that I love. I never really saw myself in the author space and how it came to be was the publisher actually found me via Pinterest, via a blog post about white paint. So to all everyone out there listening to that has a blog or has social media and you feel like no one's watching, it can come out of nowhere where someone finds something that you do and asks you to write a book because this was just a simple blog post I did. That's how the publisher found me. And they reached out and they asked me to write a book. This is my second cozy white cottage book. Um, that's going to be launching November 23. And I said, no, right away. I said, no, that's not me. I'm, I'm not a writer or I make too many typos and I didn't do great in English. You know what I mean? <laughs> since entering the author world, I have so much appreciation for editors and just for people at the publishing company that walk you through it to help you share your passions in book form. So I have so much appreciation for that. And you don't need to be perfect or I always put authors on a pedestal. And now that I'm one, I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh no. Yeah. I think, I think it's very admirable. So I am in a boat of, I haven't said much about it, but I am in a position now of like the pitch process because of the same thing that happened. Well, thank you. It's exciting, but it is, I've never been so paralyzed by intimidation. And so it's just, I can relate to what you're walking through to where I almost don't even want to put my foot in it because fear of failure and all of the lies and things that I personally believe. And it's something that I'm really excited about, but also just really intimidated by. So I appreciate your honesty with that. And I want to touch on what you were mentioning kind of with the hustle and people feeling a little bit burnt out lately with social media. How have you navigated through that? Because when it's a passion, it's amazing. But when it turns into business, sometimes it can feel a little bit, I don't know, like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you love doing those things. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, but I've given so much time and energy to this and now it's become almost an obligation. How do you balance that? I think mentally, I think of it because it has... So I started blogging back in 2009 before anyone was making money off of it. So it it started from a passion. I was already doing a lot of DIY and makeovers. And my friend was like, you should start a blog. I didn't know what the word blog meant. This was before Instagram, before Pinterest. I honestly thought blog was like a dirty word. Like I did not know what it meant. <laughs> but then I found this community online and I started sharing. So it was before the money. And I do think... Entering at that time, I'm very thankful because it was before that hustle really started. The hustle was only the passion of it. Like, oh, I can't wait to show this dresser that I painted and stuff like that. So I do think that that helped me a lot, see through a lot of uh, everything that's going on now. I feel like my lens is a little different because of that. But also now that it has become a job for me, um, it has become a job for my husband. And also it has become a job for other people in my life too that now work for Liz Marie blog. I look at it through that lens as well. Like this is a job and, and every day, like if I were going to go work a nine to five in a cubicle, it would be the same thing. Like I wouldn't like certain parts of it. I would still have to work. I would still have to hustle. So I do look at it at that lens as well, but I have implemented a lot of things lately, like turning off my likes. Um, I turned off everyone else's likes so I can't see them. 
And I'm starting to create more permanent content on the blog and in my highlights and things like that. So I can encourage others to not live on social media because I also see that part and I'm wanting to get off social media more. Um, I want to take a big break. I've never taken a break. And so like, I want to take a month off around the holidays. I, I've started implementing those things to hopefully encourage other people. And I was just talking with a friend the other day. We're like, blogs are coming back, you know, more permanent content, less scrolling, things like that, because we do get bombarded daily. And I I do not think that's healthy. No. You know what? Something I learned recently in an article, and it was so fascinating to me and has really changed the way that I kind of consume content. But they said that the way that our brains used to work even 10 years ago was when we would watch a movie, that movie would be a release for us. It would cause our minds to relax. And if they did any studies, it would be a sense of relaxation for us. Now, because we're so used to this perpetual like 15-second video, quick photo, quick photo, quick photo, our brains now respond instead of in a state of relaxation, our brains now respond to one movie an hour and a half long as they do to an entire novel, where it takes a really, really intentional focus for us to stay on that movie. And then it is more like work than it is enjoyable. And I think it just shows, at least for me, it was so convicting because it shows me the amount of effort that goes into scrolling, which is none. I mean, it really doesn't take brain work. It doesn't take intentionality. It doesn't take real community. Anything that actually takes mindful effort and it was just something, a moment for me of stepping back. And I am, I just love the idea of taking a break. I think the holidays is an amazing season to do that. And I was just telling my husband that I, I think it's so important to do that and then to fight the temptation of FOMO because it is, it comes and it's like, oh, I should be doing this for the holidays or I should be doing this. But there will always be that striving. There will always be something else to attain. But if we don't take that restful, mindful break and spend that with the community that we actually know and who are around our dinner table, I think we just begin that burnout process. So just kudos to you in doing that. And I think it's wonderful. Thanks. I am really excited and I plan to work during that time, but having less interjection and with scrolling, because I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of scrolling during movies. I find myself reaching for my phone constantly. I was actually just telling my assistant just now, I was like, I cannot be on the internet today scrolling. I'm probably going to share some things, but I, I can see that in myself and I'm listening to myself more when I need a break, when I'm getting annoyed with people or when I'm feeling less than because of something I saw, I know that I need to get off and I hope to inspire that in others too. Like It's not the people sharing that are the problem that's internal and we just need to take a break because the comparison is real and I'm also guilty of that. Yeah. Well, and I'd like to speak to that and then I promise guys we'll get to all the fun home decor stuff, but this is just who I am. (laughs) I can't not have these conversations. But so how do you work through that? And I would say almost if you have a process and I know sometimes it's just the intentional shutting off or like you said, turning off your likes but you are amazing. You're, if anybody were to look into your life, right? And I know it's all glamorized. I know it's not perfect for you. But if they were to look, they would say, oh my gosh, she has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of readers. You know, she's an author of books. She has it all. But is it true for you that no matter what, there will always be another level of someone else who is doing better? And how do you work through that within yourself? 
that never, I was just talking to someone about that the other day because they were saying they wanted to go to a smaller account. And I was bluntly honest. And I said, you'll always still be trying to grow. And I, you can always say like, oh, once I get to a hundred thousand followers, I'll be happy. No, because there's always that next goal and years and years of sharing on Instagram and blogging and Facebook. I finally, I found myself doing it for the gram. I found myself go hopping on home decor trends and painting things because I knew it would perform well. And when I realized that myself, first of all, it made me sick because I didn't think that I was doing that. And so now when I find myself scrolling and I'm like, oh, wow, that person painted a wall black and it went over like crazy. I could totally do that. I find myself asking really important questions like, do you really love that? Will you repaint that in a month? Is it just a trend or is it something that is true to you, Liz Marie? And I almost had to like uh, write down and journal what was true to me, what my mission statement was. I have to look at, you know, you can save photos on Instagram, looking through those saved photos of things that it actually inspire you and you didn't save because they performed well. It's like, does that fit into your brand and what you truly love? Or are you doing it for the gram? Asking yourself that has really been helpful. I'm repairing and fixing things that, and taking things down that I worked really hard at, but I I did it because I knew that you know, it would, it would go over well, or you know what I mean, and it's like, this is your home. Like, so, and knowing that too, we often get told because we share cozy tips all the time, mostly on TikTok now, because I feel like that's not my community yet. And so we'll get comments like, um, all white, that's not cozy. And now I use, I would be offended by that before, but now I'm like, no, this is a teaching opportunity. And I can write to them and say, no, cozy is different to everybody. And so as you're scrolling, you should not try to emulate someone's life because they're only showing a glimpse of it. I'm not showing a screaming toddler or me breaking down or like, you know, you're never showing that. So it can look really good from the outside. So to try to emulate someone online is just not the goal you should have because it's, it's you're not going to bring you joy. Yes. Girl, I'm taking notes on all the stuff you're saying right now. <laughs> I, I, get, I get really passionate about this, especially lately because I am having this awakening of what social media is. And it's, a, it's an amazing tool. Social media is amazing. But when we're not using it as a tool for our businesses or to show our passions and we're using it more to scroll and get influenced. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, and to, to feel that affirmation, like I, I have spoken to my husband so many times where if we're in an argument and I am in a place of like just feeling defeated or not seen, or just, I had a really bad day and felt rejected from so-and-so that it's this immediate tendency to go and like, okay, I'm going to create something good because the likes give me a sense. I mean, it really is like a serotonin boost to where you feel this sense of like, okay, I feel better about myself. And it's a very empty thing. And I remember telling my friend, <laughs> this is something I never thought I would admit, but here we are. Um, <laughs> during COVID and like all of that, we our state was in lockdown before we moved to Nashville. We were in New Mexico and it was really, really deeply locked down. And she mentioned, she's like, don't you feel so lonely and like you're struggling? And I said, honestly, I have TikTok, which is so entertaining. And I just don't feel that sense of loneliness when I watch it. And she's like, Lindsay, that's so gross. <laughs> she goes, that is not community, which I knew, but I didn't realize that I was like, oh no, I feel 
It is this false sense of community and fellowship that is not real. And so just to speak to that, I I fully agree. I think that there's a place of saying, hey, I I do not want to seek affirmation. I do not want to seek praise. I do not want to seek fulfillment because if it's coming from those things, it will just as easily be taken away when those things do not exist, when something is not liked or welcomed or enjoyed. That's why I turned off my likes because I found myself, that was another sad realization is I found myself judging my work and the quality of it by the likes. I'd be like, wow, I spent so long on that and it's so pretty. Like, I love it, but it only got this many likes. And then someone posts a selfie and they get 40,000 likes and you get 1,000 and you're like, oh, I'm not as good as that person. What I realized and what really helped me there is my favorite designers get maybe 400 likes on their photos and their work is stunning. It's beautiful. It's, it's perfection in my eyes. And I'm like, they deserve more likes. And it's like, those likes do not validate the quality of work. And that's been very helpful to realize that and turning, I wish you could turn off likes on everything. Honestly, if you could turn off follower account, I would do that too. Just because it's like, I don't want to be the amount of people that follow me or the likes. I want to be my work. I want someone to be here Um, I don't want anyone to think I'm cool because of this many likes or someone to think I'm not worthy because of the amount of likes, you know, both sides. It's like, I want you to look at my work and see that. I wish you could turn them off on like reels and stuff too, but you can't. A lie that you may believe far too often, especially as a woman, is that you have to choose between your family and your dreams. But the Proverbs 31 woman defies that stereotype. She was both a mother and a businesswoman. She worked hard for her family and used the giftings that God had given her to provide for her home. She had both ambition and faith, and she was honored. Friends, if you have a gift, use it to make God's name known. Share your story, share your passions, share your life. I have spent the past five years relentlessly studying and implementing all things marketing, blogging, entrepreneurship, small business, and podcasting, while also being a stay-at-home mama of two boys. Now with over 6 million blog readers, over 600,000 total podcast downloads, and tens of thousands of social media followers, I'm able to make an income for my family. I feel so passionate about this business and helping others to pursue those dreams. And I want to share everything I've learned with you, whether you're a mom of five or a college student. Do you want to be a travel blogger? Would you love to share your voice and launch a podcast? I can help you. I'm so excited to be offering one-on-one personalized business coaching for anyone with a dream to share their story, create a ministry, or build a platform. During our two and a half hour coaching session, I'll customize everything specifically for you by looking over your website and social media to give honest and helpful feedback that will help you grow. I'll teach you how to use Pinterest to make money even if you don't have any followers because if you're not using it yet, you're really missing out. And we'll talk all things Instagram, Facebook, branding, monetization, all in simple to understand terms. I will provide you with two free customizable media kits, a list of my 20 influencer websites that you can join right away to start collaborating with small and large brands, exclusive group board invites on Pinterest and Facebook group invites to help get more eyes on your business right away. I always say she didn't do it better. She just did it. What is that one thing that you have always wanted to do, but you've never done? You will never succeed if you don't ever try. 
but you have a great chance at succeeding if you at least try. You don't ever want to live in regret. So if you are interested in this personalized coaching, just email livingeasypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's livingeasypodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in this coaching and hearing about how I can help you specifically, I'll talk to you soon. Well, that's so good. And it's just refreshing and freeing to hear that from someone who is in that position. Because again, I mean, even in my boat, it's like, okay, TikTok has grown a lot more for me than Instagram. Instagram is like, stand. there's a girl, Danny. I don't know if you follow Danny Austin, but her bio on TikTok is like, I'm here because I peaked on Instagram. (laughs) Like, I can't grow anymore. But okay, but going back quickly, I want to touch on what you said about style. Because that is something we moved into kind of a builder grade home here in Franklin and we are renovating it all and kind of making it our own. And as I look at pictures of designers and, you know, these people that I admire so much creating these beautiful spaces, I find myself leaning toward, okay, this is exactly what they did. So I'm just going to replicate. But as I started doing that, I'm like, wait, that doesn't, it just doesn't feel like me. While it's beautiful in their space, it is not mine. And it's been a big turning point for me to say, yes, it's beautiful, but I also can create something beautiful just because I like it and just because I think that it fits my style and that their style is completely different from my style and that that's totally okay. And it doesn't make it wrong or bad or because some people are like, oh, this style is going out. Like I've heard recently, gray is out. And I'm like, okay, that's fine if you think gray is out, but what if you like gray? (laughs) I mean, does it change your entire style? It shouldn't. Because like you said, you're the one who has to live in it. Yeah. And it's hard to not listen to those things, especially if you're not going into it, you know, before you get on social media saying like, okay, like let's scroll, but you're going into it with a good mindset. I see on TikTok a lot. They're like, this is out. And it's like, well, no, farmhouse isn't out because farmhouse is classic, but I can say that, but what about the people scrolling? And then they create this house they don't love. And I'm, I'm looking behind you and you have beautiful wall texture. And I think that's a great example. So what is the point of someone sharing their home decor online if you can't get inspired by it? So what we've been saying is like, no, do your own thing. Don't listen to people. But I think what we're saying is I will show our front living room and our front living room, the wall texture is beadboard. So maybe the inspiration that you get from that is maybe beadboard doesn't work in your home, but you're like wall texture. That's what I need. That's what will make it cozy. And so then you choose board and batten. So a different wall texture, different style, but like, that's what we should be doing is like, oh, I love that she painted a wall green, but maybe I'll do like a lighter green, more mossy. You know what I mean? You're, you're gathering inspiration, but you're not trying to emulate their lives or, you know, think that like, if I do all of this, my life will be the same. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just gathering inspiration, but I think we've turned it into something different. You mentioned your favorite designers. Would you mind sharing a couple of them if you have them off the top of your head? Yeah. So, okay. I did a podcast with her last week and I always talk about her and everything. She's probably like, well, this is a fangirl, but I... (laughs) love following um, Miss Mustard Seed. So it's Marion is her name. But if you follow Miss Mustard Seed, and then you look at our house, you can see that we have the same passions. And, you know, we both love antiques. My house and my design really relies on antiques. So we'll get the question all the time, like, 
oh, why isn't that room finished? Or why do you keep changing things out? And it's like, because we're waiting for that perfect antique Mm -hmm. piece. And while we're, you know, waiting for that, we still want to make the room cozy. And I preach that all the time. It's like, you can make your home cozy in the in-between. You don't need to keep it unfinished or not cozy while you wait. And so that's why I love her too, because she kind of does the same thing. But then, um, you know, on a totally different realm, she's local to me too, but I think a lot of people listening probably know her, but Jean Stouffer is one of my favorite interior designers. And it's funny, um, and I think this is a great example, I our styles are so different, but she inspires me in many, many ways in our home. And in more than just the way she designs too, they're both very kind people, but I loved meeting Jean Stouffer because of her generosity and her kindness. And I also love talking about her because she did not go to school for interior design. She is all self-taught and yet she has her own show on the Magnolia Network She's doing all these big things. She's one of the biggest designers probably in America right now. And it's so cool to know that her passion led her there. And I hope that inspires other people too. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I love when, I mean, it really is, but good things happen to good people. And I I mean, not always, but I love when that happens. (laughs) When good things happen to good people. It's encouraging. Okay. So jumping in a little bit to design um, before we close out. So In Cozy White Cottage Seasons, 100 Ways to Be Cozy All Year Long. I mean, there is a need for this right now. I love that you said that it doesn't have to not be cozy just because you're waiting to fill a space while also kind of managing the impulse buying nature of ourselves. But what would you say for people who are looking to create a safe space within their home, but they're not fully comfortable with it? How do you create those spaces and how do you encourage others to kind of create a refuge from the world and for the world within their home? Yeah. So when we, so our first book, Cozy White Cottage, that was written two years ago, I was writing it in the darkest year of my life. When I came out of that year, I realized just how dark it was. And it's funny, but not funny. Um, I do think that that helped the book a lot because I was looking for that. Uh, Cozy to me is my five senses being at peace at once. So part of that is feeling safe, having a haven. And in that time, we had just lost our 10th baby. We had 10 miscarriages. We were in the thick of infertility, not seeing any hope anymore. I mean, the storm was so dark. And so writing that book, I do think that helped because I brought it back to the basics. Um, So there's a hundred tips in there that are super simple that anyone can do, no matter what style your home is, anything. Well, after that book was done, we adopted our son Cope and it was, you know, the brightest time of my life. Like the rainbow was here. I was looking back at that darkness, very scared of my thoughts and what I just came from. And then we entered 2020 when I started writing book number two. So we were, we entered another dark, crazy, chaotic year. And in my brain, I was like, what is the point of writing this book there are so many other things going on in the world. This seems frivolous. Well, it took a lot of people shaking me saying, Liz, like now more than ever, we want to be cozy in our home. So that really brought me back to the basics. So the second book is Cozy White Cottage Seasons. And that one is like going season to season, making your home cozy. And when I first started writing it, I wanted it to be way more complicated than the first book. I was like, this is for advanced people. But it went back to the basics with 2020. And it's really cool how it came out because we included a lot of like bucket lists for seasonal things, 
ways to include your kids in decor. And just, we went back to the basics and anyone again can use this book. And so I think for me, you know, in book number one, we talk a lot about when you're starting to decorate a space or you're starting to make it cozy, I should say, it's stripping the space of everything and choosing to reduce, reuse, and recycle. What can we sell to grow our budget and get new things that will work well? You know, what can we reuse in another space? When you carry a piece of furniture from from one room to the other, your whole space feels new and it can probably function better. And then, um, you know, what can we just get rid of? And, but another thing too is really asking your space or yourself, how am I going to use this space? How is my family going to function in this space? We think of cozy as just the decor. Is it pretty? And I used to do that. I was a overbuyer at Home Goods at the holiday season. I would just buy everything on the shelf that I could. And I was like an over decorator, over buyer. I'm still a maximalist. Like I still love my shelves filled, but that's just my vibe. And, you know, you know, I like that cottage core, cozy cottage vibe, but we can function as a family in the space and each space first over everything it's function over form because that's cozy. You know, it's, it's not the decor. It's not the paint color. It's how we can function first. And then it's those other things. I love that. That is wisdom. How, what is, and this is not part of my original questions, but I thought of it as you were speaking. Sometimes I feel really cluttered by my Christmas stuff. And I love the holidays. Like I am all about, but I get to a point very quickly after where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so cluttered by all of this stuff that doesn't normally belong. Do you ever feel that way? I feel that way all of the time, especially this year. And I was actually going to speak on this on my Instagram stories. It's again, not doing it for the gram, not doing it for photos. And I just decided this year, I'm not putting any ornaments on the tree. I might do one tree in our office with ornaments, but I was going to talk on that in stories today because I am just feeling too overwhelmed, like overstimulated, overwhelmed. And it's okay to be like, I don't need to do that. You know, I don't need to decorate every single room and realizing that. And so, you know, for those of you listening who are watching a lot of people online, like fully decorating everything right now, and our home can also seem like that to people, but just know that to me, that's as much decorating as I wanted to do, but you don't have to do that much. It's like whatever you're feeling, but more than ever, you want the holidays to feel cozy and not cluttered. And so don't listen to anyone else except for what you feel. But I went to bed last night and I looked at my husband, Jose, and I said, I feel overstimulated. I need to go into Monday with a blank slate, but I'm not going to put ornaments on the tree because that seems like too much this year. And so setting your own own boundaries is huge. And yeah, I, I think that you should give yourself permission for that. Yeah. I like that. I think what I'm wanting to do this year is do a lot. We have a front porch for the first time ever in our lives. And so I'm like, I want to just go all out on my front porch because that doesn't really affect my mental health (laughs) inside. I'm definitely like a minimalist person, nothing much on the counters, you know? And so I I think for me, I'm like, I'm going to express myself that way. But I like the idea of the no ornaments or minimal ornaments for us, maybe just to give a little bit of breathing room and space. So, okay. My last question would be, how 
do you find your favorite pieces? So I know you said you have a lot of antiques, but for the holidays, what are your must-haves? Where are your go-to stores and how do you find the best deals for those who might think that Christmas decor is just really expensive? It can be expensive. And I'm actually experiencing that this year where I'm overwhelmed kind of by pricing and shopping. I just told my husband I, I did way too much. What I like to do is wait until after the holidays to stock up. But what happened was I actually reduced a lot of my Christmas decor and didn't really think through about things that I would want and need. And so I find myself replenishing right now and it can be a lot, but we're approaching Black Friday and all of these sales. And to be honest with you, as a retail shop location, towards the beginning, middle of December at our shop, we are putting things on sale because you're past the decorating phase and you're into the gifting phase. So I would wait for those sales and definitely cozy would not be going into debt over any kind of decor. And I try to preach that all the time. That's not cozy. So you might think like, oh, I need this decor, but going into debt for it, you're going to just be sitting there with like, worry and all of that. So that's not cozy. Um, But for me also, I love including antique pieces and a lot of small shops and antique shops, which I actually experienced this weekend, host different weekend sales. I didn't know this, but the antique store I went to yesterday was having a 15% off sale. And so I kind of stocked up on like little greenery and you're supporting local and supporting small shops, which is awesome. So I stocked up yesterday on 15% off and I felt really good about that. Yeah. And and just not going broke over it and just seeing, seeing what you can DIY as well. DIY always turns out better. I found a lot of velvet ribbon on Amazon this year for very cheap. And I want to do a lot of little DIY things myself. It has more meaning. It can be an activity for you and your family and it's affordable. So just, just, yeah, experimenting with that. Well, I love that. I've loved chatting with you. Thank you for being so honest. And you are so talented and gifted, Liz Marie. I just, I feel that you're, every time I look, I realized I was following you from my regular account, but on my podcast account. So now I am. But all of your, even your decor for Christmas is just phenomenal. So if you all are not following her, make sure to on Instagram at Liz Marie Galvan. And then can you tell us where else they can find you and where they can find your book? Yeah. So our book, Cozy White Cottage Seasons, you can find on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. Also, you can find me on lizmarieblog.com daily. I am posting multiple times a day, usually there. So um, you can find all our work there. Also, you can um, find a bunch of freebies. If you pre-ordered the book today, you can claim your freebies on lizmarieblog.com until the 24th of November and you get a free photo preset. You get a free digital copy of my favorite antique sign. You also get 10 free cozy tips and also an exclusive coupon book to all my favorite small shops, but also Renewal by Anderson. You can get windows for very affordable and Bissell, which we all need new vacuums this time of year with all the holiday mats. So anyways, um, you get an uh, exclusive coupon book to 15 plus of my favorite shops right now. So you can get holiday decor on sale. Wow. That is a lot. That's pretty amazing. Okay. So go pre-order Cozy White Cottage Seasons, 100 Ways to Be Cozy All Year Long by Liz Marie Galvan. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I love chatting with you, Liz. It was so nice. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for being here. As always, we so appreciate you. If you gained anything from this conversation, if you felt 
like you learned something or you want to share with a friend who may be feeling overwhelmed or overstimulated by holiday decorating or social media um, or just feeling that sense of burnout, we ask that you share with a friend or family member. Tag us online at Living Easy with Lindsay and at Liz Marie Galvan. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. And all that said, happy holidays, everybody. We're so excited. Have the best Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you guys next Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to share the love. The simple act of taking a screenshot of this episode and tagging the Living Easy podcast makes such a huge difference in my little podcasting world. If you are blessed, challenged, or impacted by this conversation, someone else you know might be too. So please feel free to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. If you haven't already, please take 30 seconds to scroll down from this episode or the podcast homepage on iTunes to give a quick rating and review. This makes a huge difference and helps in getting great guests for future interviews. Don't forget to follow along with me on Instagram for encouragement, devotionals, and practical advice on all the life and faith stuff. Love you guys.